0: If you want to start living a life of yes, you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone. Maybe look a little foolish. After all, a man or woman can't just sit around. Welcome to this episode of Living a Life of Yes, the podcast that helps you change your life through the power of a single word, yes. Here's your host, David Rupert. His boyhood dream was to fly. When he graduated from high school, he joined the Air Force hoping that he'd be able to pilot an airplane, but no one told him that he had such terrible poor eyesight that he would never qualify. He did his time and left the service, but he never abandoned his dream. On July 2nd, 1982, 33-year-old Larry Walters filled 45 weather balloons with helium and tethered them to a $10 Sears lawn chair. He had a bag that he'd filled with a liter of soda, a portable CB Radian altimeter, and a camera. He cinched a parachute to his back and gave his girlfriend a thumbs up. He released the cables and he found himself quickly catapulting to the sky. In no time at all, he was sailing 15,000 feet above the earth, floating across Los Angeles Harbor towards Long Beach. Are you okay? up there. We can hear him. Are you okay? Two airline pilots spotted him, uncertain of the flying object. They would only describe as quote, a man floating through the sky on a lawn chair. When you're at three miles high, everything looks vaguely familiar and almost comforting you can see marine line right now. until you realize you're in a lawn chair. Notify all the proper authorities, he was dizzy, and he was afraid that he'd pass out from a lack of oxygen. He began to shoot the balloons one at a time with a pellet gun, hoping to gently guide his descent to the Earth. I saw were rooftops and power lines. And I thought to myself, my, my God, this is it. You know, please God, you know, don't let me get fried. As he descended, he found himself entangled in a set of lines marked high voltage, about 10 miles from his initial launch point. He dangled from the lines protected from electrocution by the plastic tethers. Crews eventually lowered him down by cutting power to the lines. But by doing so, they blacked out all of Long Beach. In an interview not long after his flight, Larry was asked why he would perform such a stunt, and I loved what he said. A man can't just sit around, can he? He later wrote this. It was something I had to do. I had this dream for 20 years, and if I hadn't done it, I think it would have ended up in the funny farm. Here's Larry in an interview with David Letterman. This is a phenomenal thing. Where did you get the idea to do this? Uh, When did it hit you? You said it was a 20-year dream. Yes, sir. Uh, It hit me when I was a young boy, about 13 years old. I was in an Army-Navy surplus store saw a weather balloon dangling from the ceiling and i just got the idea uh, to put uh, to inflate these balloons and i figured if i had enough of them it'd lift me uh-huh. the idea was just you know the float yeah and i was fascinated by it and i fulfilled the 20-year dream you've probably heard the story about lawn chair larry passed around in millions of emails larry was called a dunce an idiot a fool he received the very first darwin award according to the society that issues the awards the standard is quite lofty. Quote, The Darwin Award commemorates individuals who protect our gene pool by making the ultimate sacrifice of their own lives. Award winners eliminate themselves in an extraordinarily idiotic manner, therefore improving our species' chance of a long-term survival. Those are harsh terms. And maybe that's why I love Larry. He had a dream. Sure, it defied science, common sense, and logic. But it didn't stop him from chasing it. He could have been severely injured, he could have died, but still, he said yes. For every dreamer, like Larry, there's a hundred people who will stand by and criticize, arms crossed, logic checked, reason, in full display. They shake their heads in scorn. But isn't it great to surprise those doubters as we float by in our lawn chairs? We're living a life of yes, and we're even making the city lights flicker on and off. A few other dreamers have been called names, right? Noah was the biggest dreamer and perhaps would have won the Darwin Award in his day. He was talking about buckets of rain in a time when the only moisture they'd ever seen was a morning mist. It wouldn't happen this week or next month or next year. It would take decades. And considering the workforce was just Noah and his immediate family, it was a long, drawn-out project. I imagine a few disparaging names were thrown his way, and his family heard all of them, too. The dreamers are often the fools. I've got dreams. Some of them are big dreams. And I'm not sure all of them are rooted. I want to learn to play the violin, but I've never played an instrument in my life. I'll drive the neighbors crazy and inspire every cat for a mile around to head for the hills. But what's the worst that could happen? I have dreams about travel, adventure, hobbies, and activities. One of them is to kayak the Panama Canal. That may be the water equivalent of a floating launch here. I found that once you ignore everyone else, it gives you a chance to listen to your own heart. It gives you the opportunity to hear the voice of God that often speaks through your very mind in the stillness of the night. The book of Psalms starts out just like this in chapter 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scoffers. The scoffers, they're the people who say it can't be done. These are the people who cross their arms in disapproval. These are the people who are just sitting around. Thanks for listening. Do you have a story about how yes is changing your life? We'd like to hear about it. For more information, go to davidrupert.com. Until next time, live your life of yes and watch God start to bless.